Hello and welcome back to Touching Base PR Edition. My name is Jamie and I am still your host. In today's episode, I have an interview with Melissa Albano who works in social media for Amway Global and we talk about so, so many different things like how to avoid burnout when working in social media, getting a job after college, things you can do in college, so many different things. We go on a little tangent about planning for a little bit. So it's definitely a really fun episode and I hope you guys like it. Before we get into that, I want to talk about my personal and professional highlights for the week. On a professional note, this was a really good week professionally. I actually had an interview earlier in the week for a role that I'm really excited about and that hopefully I'll land. I don't know anything yet, but I'm excited to share updates with you guys as we go through that. But that was a really exciting interview that I had and I thought it went really well. Also, on a professional note, I extended my internship with my sorority through May, so I'm still going to be working in PR and communications and doing social media for them, and that was just really great for me to do because it's just giving me another thing to do, and it's making sure that my resume is not blank while I am looking for a job. It just shows that I continue to have that motivation and dedication to be doing something while I'm job searching, so I'm excited to continue that. There's so many new things I want to do and so many things I want to try, so that will definitely be exciting for me. On a personal note, this week was fantastic because I went for my wisdom teeth follow-up appointment on Monday and he took out my stitches and since then I've been able to eat so many foods and like get back to normal and just get my life back on track. I went to the gym, I started eating normal foods again, and so it's just been really great to be able to live my life again. Last week was really difficult just because I wasn't eating. I was super tired all the time. So got my 2021 off to a good start. Before we hop into the episode, I have a little bit more housekeeping to go over. We are so close to a thousand plays touching base fam and I am so, so, so excited to hit that exciting milestone. It's been about six months since we started. So to reach that many people is fantastic, I think. When we hit a thousand plays, there will be a giveaway on Instagram at touchingbase underscore PR. I'm still working on nailing out the final prizes, but there will definitely be a giveaway. So continue listening to episodes you haven't listened to, recommend the podcast to your friends, and make sure you're following us on Instagram for when that podcast giveaway comes out. That was a whirlwind of information, but I am excited for you guys to listen to this episode. So let's hop right into it. Hello, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I am good. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. So my name is Melissa Albano. I live right outside of Washington, D.C. Um, I'm a recent graduate of Grand Valley State University. I graduated in April of 2020. Um, and I currently work for Amway Global as on their global social NPR team. So Amazing. Yeah. What is it like in... DC right now? Um, it's a little crazy. So I'm about 10, 15 minutes outside of the city. So not directly in the city, which I guess as of right now might be a little bit of a blessing. <laughs> um, but it's a little crazy. You know, we're kind of avoiding going in to the city since the election and everything going down. Um, but besides that, DC is great. It's one of my favorite cities. So um, definitely was a component of me moving down here. It's just kind of like the political atmosphere. It's something I've always enjoyed um, alongside it with PR. So um, for me, it's kind of fun and exciting to kind of be um, in a city where things are constantly moving and constantly changing. Obviously, some things are not the best, um, as we've seen in the past couple months. But you know, it's You just got to learn from it and, um, yeah, keep moving on. So yeah, definitely. I'm for, I'm 45 minutes out of New York city. So definitely (laughs) feel the city vibe, um, have not been in the city in a hot sec because of COVID, but yeah, definitely miss her. Where is Grand Valley state? So Grand Valley state university is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So, um, on the West side, about probably two hours from Chicago. And are you from Michigan? So <laughs> I'm kind of from all over. So originally both of my parents are from 
uh, New England. So my mom grew up in New Jersey and my dad grew up actually just outside in New York City in Westchester County, mm -hmm. uh, Bedford. And so that's where I was born, kind of grew up. And then when I was in second grade, we moved to Michigan. Um, my dad works for General Motors. He actually does also does PR for uh, GM. So he was moved out there. So then from really second grade on, um, I grew up in Southeast Michigan, uh, right outside of Ann Arbor. So um, yeah, so I kind of consider Michigan my home, kind of not, it's kind of a, um, a touchy thing going back and forth, but yeah. And now you're in DC, so yes. you've really been all over the place. <laughs> Where is your favorite place so far? So my favorite place that I've lived so far. So we actually had the opportunity to live in Shanghai, China with my dad's job as well. So I would have to say my favorite place so far has definitely been Shanghai. Um, just with all of the different experiences that I had being able to travel Asia. Um, it definitely, I think factored into my career path. Um, but yeah, definitely Shanghai. And then I don't, I'll always have a soft spot for Grand Rapids. Um, and then I think DC has definitely been my favorite. Even I've only been here for a couple of months, but it's definitely been, um, definitely been fun. That is so exciting. That's yeah. really all over the place. Definitely <laughs> so many different experiences, especially yeah. with living in Asia for some time. That's definitely very different from the United States. Yes, very different. <laughs> so now kind of jumping into some of the other hot seat tech hot seat questions I have for you. Mm -hmm. I guess I will ask you, what is one of your favorite quotes? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. I don't think I've ever been asked this before. So I don't have a very specific quote, but I feel like anything from Eleanor Roosevelt or Audrey Hepburn is definitely my go-to. Um, that's kind of both of those ladies are somebody that I look up to have been role models for me my entire life. Um, just like with their strength and their grace, I think anything that they have um, said is just something definitely to live by. So I would say anything from them, not a specific one, but I guess it's kind of cheating your question, but definitely anything from them. Yeah, I think my favorite quote definitely changes depending on my mood, depending on the yeah. day, depending on whatever we're going for at the moment. Nice. But <laughs> the one that I just thought of when I asked you this question is one of the quotes I was in between for my senior quote in high school. It was a quote from, it was literally from a Big Brother update Twitter page. <laughs> and it said, Nicole is crying. She says she's been targeted since day one and it's not fair. And I just feel like that's my mood for 2021 so far. Yeah, I definitely feel that. I think that your my, at least my mood changes every day. So like sometimes I'm in like, you need an empowering quote. Sometimes you just need a quote that it's just like whatever. Sometimes it just needs to be funny. So I think definitely probably my favorite quote has to change daily at this yeah. point. <laughs> and then the other question I'm going to go ahead and ask you is if you could choose an age to remain forever, what age would you pick? Oh, wow. These questions are really good. I've never been asked. <laughs> um, so I'm 23 at the moment and I would have to say that so far, how old are you when you're a, like a junior? I would say about like 21, 22, like senior year in college was really good for me. Um, and I got to live with some of like my best friends. I had really cool experiences in my career. Um, kind of like that exciting, like, okay, well, like my real life is going to start after I graduate type of thing. So I would say like 21, like around, around the age that I am now, I think this is kind of a fun age, um, age to be, you're still kind of learning a lot about yourself, but also you kind of have a stronger idea of like who you are, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I totally feel you. I think that 21, 22, especially like senior year of college is just that time where you're like, it's your last kind of time where you're going to be kind of treated like a child, but also yeah. you have so much more responsibility now. You can drink your 21, <laughs> yeah. but then also like you're so ready to start your adult life. Just it's a, it's an in-between age, but it's almost yeah. like the best one. It's, yeah, it's definitely the best one because you have like the responsibility of school and like all of that. But like you said, you can still have fun and you're still in college. So you're still with your friends. And so it's a, a great age to still have some kind of um, 
being able to be away from home, you have some freedom. So it's always a good thing. Yeah, definitely. So now moving more into the communications focused questions, can you start by telling me what you got a degree in? Yeah. So I, like I said before, I got my degree from Grand Valley State University, um, which is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I got my degree in public or public relations and advertising. And then I got a minor in uh, Chinese. Ooh, that's so fun. Are you fluent in Chinese? Uh, (laughs) No, (laughs) I like to, I would like to say that I am. Um, I would say like conversationally fluent um, enough to where I could get a minor in it, but I would not consider myself fluent whatsoever. If you went back to Shanghai now, do you think you could have like conversations with people there? Yes. Yeah. I think I would be able to like get around and kind of have like those day-to-day conversations, but to kind of have like a more like in-depth conversation, I do not think I would be able to. All right. So (laughs) when I go to Shanghai, I'll make sure to bring you with me. Uh, Yes. I would Um, definitely go along with you. (laughs) Take me along. Take me everywhere. You can, you can speak us, you can speak us into places. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, So when you were in school, did you do any internships or anything like that? kind of walk me from school through your internships to your current job. Yeah, definitely. So when I first started at Grand Valley, I always knew uh, kind of going back to my international experience growing up, I always knew I wanted to do something that had an international flair to it. So um, naturally I kind of went to international business um, through taking classes, kind of was like, "Mm, don't love this. There was way too much math in it for me. Um, And so I kind of had to take a step back and like really think about what part of business I did like and what I really loved to do and what I didn't love to do. Um, And it kind of led me to public relations. So I was fortunate enough where Grand Valley has a very good PR and ad program. So started kind of just throwing myself into the program. Um, I joined PRSSA my sophomore year, as well as changing my major to add in PR. And then after that, I got involved in our uh, student-run public relations firm, Grand PR. Um, And then just kind of immersing myself in the PR culture just made me fall in love with it. Um, I never looked back once I kind of found your people and like your um, true niche. That's kind of, I just ran with it. So from there, um, started taking on executive board roles within our student-run public relations firm. Um, And then I was able to, going into my junior year, um, I got my first public relations internship with a PR firm um, back on the east side of the state uh, called Near Perfect Media. And I actually interned for them the summer going into my junior year and then the summer going into my senior year. So two summers. Um, And then my senior year, I was able to get an internship with the Grand Rapids Community Foundation, which is a nonprofit there. So I had that internship my whole senior year. That's so awesome. I definitely feel you when you say that you found PR. I never kind of looked back. Um, (laughs) I definitely relate. I started college as a neuroscience major. And then oh, that no. <laughs> did not work out for me. Like, I mean, even like you said, the math, the everything, everything, not for me. No, no not um, for me. I think STEM in college is just like a whole level of like over my head. Oh my gosh. I know I have a bunch of friends. So Grand Valley also has a very good nursing program and like all of their STEM programs are great. And so a lot of my friends were either nursing or pre-PA and they would talk to me about like their courses and like what they're learning. And I'm like, I, it just goes right over my head. I'm like, I give you so much props, <laughs> so much props. Um. So then, yeah, when I found PR, it was kind of like, I found PR. I found an internship. I started yep. taking classes that were like kind of actually interesting. Yeah. And then yes, never looked back full on straightforward. No, definitely. And I think, I mean, you can only learn so much in a classroom, right? Like all of my professors were amazing and our course, our courses were just so unique and get, definitely gave us like real life experience, but it wasn't until I like joined PRSSA and joined our student um, run public relations firm and got my internships that I really was able to experience what like PR actually is not just from a textbook and that's when um, I was like okay this is great like this is what I want to do for the rest of my life I can definitely see myself like flourishing in this field um, so that is something that I will always hone in is like those extracurriculars and also those internships are so important too. 
And I think having that student-run PR firm on campus is definitely such a great way to get involved and get experience right away. My school does not have one of those. We also don't have a PR major. So I was an English major in college, but um, I've been hearing from so many people about how their schools have these student-run firms. And I think it's such a great way to initially get involved. So can you talk a little bit more about that and kind of some of the things you did there that prepared you for PR, a real PR career? Yeah, definitely. So I kind of knew from the start that I um, definitely wanted to go kind of more the agency route. And I kind of found that out through joining um, Grand PR, which is, again, our student-run public relations firm. So what Grand PR does is we um, take clients from the Grand Rapids area, sometimes um, throughout Michigan, and they might not have the budget necessarily for PR, or it might not be something on their radar. Um, but we kind of offer a service where we can give that to them um, at for free or for um, minimal charge. And then from there, we the client will come and present to us what they're looking for, whether it is they want media coverage, whether it's a social media campaign, whether sometimes it's just simply starting um, a social media presence for the company. And then you um, are broken up into teams based on your strengths and weaknesses and then the client's needs and wants. So um, each account has an account executive and then a bunch of account associates as well. And then throughout the course of a semester or even um, a whole school year, you'll work on that simple, um, on that campaign. So kind of like a real PR agency where you kind of have different accounts and people hop in and out on different ones. Um, We were fortunate to even have a creative department that did amazing work for these clients. So we could offer them our PR skills, but then we can also offer them the creative aspect as for it as well. So um, along with our um, client teams, we also had a great e-board. And I was fortunate enough to be the social media director and then also the vice president of operations um, for them as well. So that was kind of just a really (laughs) spark noted version of what um, at least my experience with Mm -hmm. them was. Um, But yeah, it was great. We got to work with stuff for the university, um, some nonprofits in the area, some regular organizations and um, businesses. um, Even student run organizations, sometimes we worked with them as well. So kind of a broad range um, of clients. So you kind of got to dip your toes in all different types of mm-hmm. businesses and kind of really find what you're passionate about. I think that is so, so awesome. It's so great that you're able to get that hands-on experience in so mm-hmm. many different fields. So it really is that opportunity for you to figure out where exactly yeah. you want to work post-graduation. Yeah. And I think that that is so awesome that your school was able to provide that for you. Mm-hmm. So now kind of Talk me out of college into getting your first job. How did you land your first role? Yeah, so um, I was fortunate enough to graduate at the height of COVID. I mean, we're still not out of that. I don't think it's obviously uh, far from being over, but kind of when everything started. So I did the whole virtual graduation, which I'm sure you have experienced too, Mm -hmm. just graduating. So really fun. Um, But so originally, I actually had an internship right out of college. um, And that's what actually brought me down to the DC area. Um, And then that and also knowing like, after college, I knew I really didn't want to stay in Michigan, I kind of wanted to move away from home and get kind of that um, experience of living on your own and kind of doing your own thing. So um, I knew I wanted to come down to DC. So I started looking for internships in DC and ended up landing one at a um, large firm down here. Unfortunately, due to COVID, that um, internship was postponed. So kind of devastated after that, but kind of in the world of PR, you always got to keep moving and pushing forward. I mean, setbacks happen, but it's kind of like how you deal with them that really defines um, the path ahead of you. So from there, um, started applying to a, dump, a bunch of different jobs. And actually, the job that I'm currently in now came through a connection that I made um, in Grand PR. So that was kind of another cool thing that if you are interested in joining PRSSA or Grand PR, it's really about those connections, or not Grand PR specifically, but your student-run public relations mm-hmm. firm. Um, you make all those great connections that you never know might lead to a job in the future. So that's kind of what happened um, for me. We had a 
um, previous eboard member reach out to our CEO of the firm and um, tell her about this position. She sent it to all of the recent graduates, including myself, um, and I reached out to her and sent her my resume and had an interview. And then pretty much the next week, they're like, it's yours if you want it. And I was definitely thankful for it. I mean, not the path that I saw myself taking, but looking back and now I am so fortunate for it. And I love what I do every day. And the team that I work with is so great. And um, a lot of them are actually Grand Valley graduates. So we have that in common. Um, so it's definitely was not a straight path, but we made it and we're good. <laughs> yeah. And it really is all about networking and forming connections, yeah. especially yep. I feel like right now, like when I think so many companies um, appear like they're on a hiring freeze or they may be on a hiring freeze. It really is all about just getting your foot and your resume in the door and like yeah. making it known that like, I know that times are hard right now, but you should hire me anyway, because I yeah. am great. Yeah. And even now I tell, or I got this like tidbit of information when I was a student and like I still give it to some of my friends who are still in college even if they aren't hiring or they are on a hiring freeze just asking them to do like a 30-minute coffee call or something like that where you can just talk to them and pick their brain about what their firm or company does and then maybe when they do start hiring again then that's kind of when you put it in and you already have a leg up because you went out of your way and had a conversation with them and was able to kind of learn more about the company that you'll be working for in the future so yeah it's so great to form those connections before you are looking for a job that yeah. way when you do reach out about jobs it seems more natural and more genuine okay. no one wants to just get a message hi I applied for this job I'd love to talk to you about the role people yeah. people like to talk about themselves when <laughs> they think it's about them not not yeah. when it's just because you want a job yeah exactly it's about getting your resume seen and kind of into the right hands of the per like into the right hands. Um, so definitely kind of networking and just reaching out and going out of your way. Um, like you said, to see more genuine is definitely, definitely the way to go. So. And even just if, even though you may not be looking for a job right now, it's still great to continue those networking calls yeah. because you can also get advice and yep. just hearing I think hearing other people's stories is so motivating. That's why I love doing this podcast, but I think hearing from other people about their experiences is really what's going to help you land your future job because you're going to know exactly yeah. what to do and how to do it. Exactly. And even like when I knew I was moving down to DC kind of before um, COVID hit, I was reaching out to uh, connections on LinkedIn or asking professors or people I already had connections with like, Hey, who do you know in the DC area? Um, like, can you connect me with them? I would love to pick their brain about PR in DC or PR in really wherever you're thinking about moving to mm -hmm. after graduation, or if you kind of just want a fresh start. And that also really helped because I was able to actually do some freelancing for a firm down here based on me reaching out. So even if it, like you said, you're not looking for a job at the moment, just reaching out to those people in your field is always going to like hurt or help more than hurt like it's never going to hurt to reach out to somebody and the worst that they can say is no and if so then you just pick yourself up and you move back along but yeah and talking about moving to DC let's talk about moving to a city during COVID what yeah. has it been like kind of starting <laughs> over in a new environment definitely um it's been a little difficult it's just kind of weird because you are kind of stuck in your house. I work from home too. So I'm kind of just chilling out at home. Um, we actually, I moved in with my boyfriend who works actually in the DC area as well. So I'm lucky enough to have him down here with me. Um, and we just got a new dog. So now I have a friend during work. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of, um, so that part I'm definitely thankful for, but it's hard to join organizations and clubs um, virtually. I've always been very involved within high school and then definitely within college too from PRSSA, Grand PR, um, different organizations such as my sorority. 
And um, so I knew kind of moving down to DC, I also wanted to be highly involved in different organizations that were available, knowing that it would look a little bit different. So I joined uh, the national chapter down here of PRSA. I joined the Madison of DC. And then I also joined the Junior League of Northern Virginia. So trying to kind of form those connections, even if they might be virtually, hopefully COVID isn't a forever thing. And I hopefully don't think it will be, um, but kind of making those connections um, so that when kind of things hopefully go back to the new normal, we can, um, I can start there and kind of go forward with that. But my piece of advice would just be don't get discouraged. You're going to have those days where it doesn't seem as fun as you would like it to be and kind of not what you imagined, but making the best um, of the situation is definitely going to be what helps push you forward. Um, whether it's like we said, doing a Zoom call with coffee with somebody in your field, or maybe reaching out to somebody on social media that you see is also in kind of um, your same area or even joining those organizations, even though it might be virtual, um, is definitely going to, to help. And that's what has helped me as well. Yeah, I give you so much props for moving right now. <laughs> Thank you. It is definitely a weird time especially to be post-grad trying to make friends in a new area trying yeah. to just explore the you really like I feel like post-grad you just want to explore the world and like get out there yeah. and like it's definitely a weird time to <laughs> not be able to do that yeah I think yeah. we all have all these big plans post-grad and then kind of you just don't know what to do anymore mm-hmm. I know I wanted post-grad my plan was I'm gonna get a job I'm gonna move to New York City and the next thing I know, I find myself in my childhood bedroom and I'm like, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's like, I've had so many friends who kind of like the same thing. And it's just the one thing that kept me like going through was just like, okay, I'm not alone. Like, it's not a me thing. It's like a we thing. We're going to get through it together. And like, just how you persevere um, in the moment is definitely going to help you out in the future. So yes. And remembering that you are not alone is definitely the most essential part (laughs) I think that social media is such like a highlight reel of people and like you might see some people post-grad like living their best lives right now and that is not the case for everyone even if it looks like it is yeah and for myself I mean I work um in social media specifically so and then also just my own personal social media I mean seeing like all those great things that people are doing and all of like the places they're going and traveling to and all of the things that they're doing even at home or whatever it's so hard to be like to not compare yourself but like you said knowing that social media is like a highlight reel um is always something that at least is in the back of my mind and should be in the back of every everybody else's mind um because you don't want to share the bad stuff obviously yeah for sure. So talking about your current job right now, yeah. what are some of the things you do on a day-to-day basis? I know that PR is a job where every day is going to look so <laughs> different. So yeah, what are like a few typical days like for you? Yeah. So my specific um, job is, like I said, in global social media. So I worked for Amway for their uh, corporation. So I and the social media community manager for all of the Amway brands and then the artistry studio brands as well. So their makeup line and then their main line as well. Um, So really my first like hour of the day is just media monitoring, making sure there's nothing on fire on our pages, making sure that everything is kind of um, at bay, responding to comments, responding to direct messages, and then posting as well. We post almost daily on the pages. So between Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, kind of making sure that everything is up to date and set to go. And then my days are kind of all over the place. They're kind of random. Some things will just pop up, um, whether it's global calls or whether it's just calls with the team. Um, You never really know what's going to happen. But usually, a lot of my time is spent towards uh, content creation. So finding user-generated content or taking stuff that our lovely creative team has already um, given to us and kind of working that into our content calendars for the month or for the upcoming months, um, working in different product launches, um, 
going behind the scenes and finding out what exactly works and what doesn't work for our social media and relaying back that back to photographers um, and our creative team and kind of finding new and inventive ways to get people to engage with our content. Um, and that's always a fun challenge because like we've seen, um, different topics come up, different um, kind of trends come up. So always keeping a close eye on that is always definitely part of my day-to-day um, -day basis. Um, and then, yeah, kind of just making sure that the architecture of the social media um, for Amways Global is good to go and kind of just going from there and then just kind of little daily tasks um, that need to get done, so. So I think for me, social media kind of seems like a position to me, like when I'm just doing social media for a really long time, mm -hmm. it can be really easy to experience burnout. It kind of feels, mm -hmm. it can kind of feel like you're in a loop of doing the same thing. So how do you avoid that when you're working in social media? Yeah. So I'm fortunate enough where, yeah, my job is a lot of social media, but my team, um, we're like, they're very good at pulling me in on different projects that might not be so social heavy. Um, so I get to experience kind of that other um, PR side of it as well. Um, my team is the social team for Amway, but we kind of get to dabble in different things such as creative um, and brand PR. So being able to be pulled into stuff like that helps a lot to kind of stay away from burnout. Um, and then also knowing like when to step away, um, whether it's just a quick 10 minute walk outside or okay, maybe I just need to get up and get like a glass of water um, is definitely something that I've learned to value. Um, and then also, I mean, my job is five to nine, even though PR is not five to nine. Um, but so kind of knowing, okay, I need to unplug for a little bit. I need to set my laptop and my phone in another room and just kind of walk away and do something not technology related um, is definitely something that I've also learned to value um, in helping kind of stay away from, from that burnout. Yeah, I think that social media is just one of those things that it's very easy to experience burnout because even mm -hmm. when you try to just step away, you can step away from work, but you may not be stepping away from social media completely. Yeah. Yes. Even, even once you're not in the office anymore, you could be scrolling on your phone before bed and you see a new trend on Instagram and your mind starts going a million different directions about how you can then utilize that for your client or your job or whatever it may be. So I think that's why it's so easy to experience burnout. So I think mm -hmm. they're remembering to put your phone down, take a walk, yeah. get a drink of water. Yeah. Definitely. The digital world is so saturated with so much. With so much. It can seem impossible to step away. So you really have to be able to make that time for yourself to step away. Yes, exactly. And like you said, seeing something like I might not be directly on social media, but something might come up on the news. And then you kind of have to think like, okay, how is that going to affect our brand? Do we need to stop posting for a day? Do we need to alter our message? Do we need to alter this post because it's going to clash with what's going on? Um, so like, and then, like you said, also trends, like if I'm on my personal page and I see a trend kind of popping up, obviously my brain is going to go to, okay, well, how can we make this work for our brands? Um, so like you said, it's just kind of sometimes the best thing to do is to lock yourself in a room with no technology and just go from there. Um, but yeah, or like writing stuff down instead of typing it or kind of finding that balance within your work day, I think it's definitely something that um, I valued and have picked up on within the past couple months of this job. Yeah, I think taking time for yourself is definitely so, so, so important. And I know like for me, it can feel so hard to step away, like in the middle of the day. I know like- yeah. I try to work out like four times a week and I know if I don't go to the gym in the morning, mm -hmm. I won't want to go later because later on in the day, it's like, I don't want to put my phone down for an hour and step away from so many different things. So yeah. but like in the morning when no one else is awake, that's like the time for me to step away from my phone, recharge, and then get right back to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a good thing that you bring up like working out. And I think, um, with, COVID going on. I mean, I haven't been able to like 
go to a gym or kind of find that workout that I've really um, been craving that I loved before COVID. Um, Cause that was also kind of like my release. And it's like, kind of just like going, working out, just having a moment to myself. Um, and so kind of with COVID going on, you have to find your own little like self-care things that you can do that are COVID friendly. So it definitely, um, along with this world being so digitally focused with COVID on top of that, there's definitely been a lot of readjusting that I think everybody has had to do. Yeah, for sure. And especially working from home, it's like, I think working from home is a blessing and a curse in that aspect, because number one, when you're working from home, like, I feel like there's so many things that you can like find yourself doing at any point during the day. Like it was like, when I was doing my internship over the summer, it'd be like 1pm. And I'd be like, looking around my room, just like, what can I do that isn't work right now? And I'd be like, oh, I can go do my laundry. And that's just like five minutes, step away, put your laundry in. But then it's also like, you're working from home. It's like, oh, I have like, I could go make like food for like an hour and like step away. And then the next thing you know, you have so much work to do and you're like, oh no. (laughs) So how do you find yourself staying motivated to work when you're at home and you don't have like people on top of you to get Mm -hmm. your work done? Yeah. Um, so kind of like two things. So one, like, just like you said before, kind of stepping away when needed to, um, my new thing is since we just got the dog being able to take her outside and kind of walk around with her for a little bit has definitely helped. Um, and then like, just like making food or maybe putting your laundry away, like you said, or cleaning your room or making your bed or something, just like little tasks that are only like five, 10 minutes that aren't really going to take up too much time. Um, I'm also a very type A person. So (laughs) I like to get things done. I like to have things in order. I make a um, to-do list and I write my to-do list down still. I don't like to have virtually kind of like with my notes, I have to write everything down because there's just something so satisfying of crossing something off your list rather than just deleting it. Yes, a (laughs) hundred percent. So that's kind of how I keep myself kind of motivated, a little like reward, if you will. It's just like, checking that off. Um, and if I have it written down, I'm going to do it. or I'm going to see that I have to do it and it's going to motivate me a little bit more. Um, we're kind of just writing sticky notes along like your workspace, just making sure to get this and this done. And it's, it's so satisfying when everything's crossed off or all the sticky notes are taken down. Um, and you kind of have like a clean workspace. So that definitely is like my biggest motivator, I would say. It's definitely the handwritten to-do list keeps going. I think when you like make a, because you can make a to-do list in your notes app on your phone, but then it's so easy to just like delete something if you don't want to get it done. Whereas if you have your to-do list written out, you can cross it off, but then you're still going to know it was there. You're still going to know it was there. Exactly. And I have always been a big fan of like just writing things down, whether it's like a to-do list, a journaling. I never took notes on my laptop when I was in college. All of, it was, everything was written down. Um, I was that one kid with the notebook. No, everybody else had their laptops out. And I feel like PR people like always are on their laptops, but I just, I couldn't do it. That's not how I learned. Um, so there is always something that I think just so, like you said, so satisfying, of just crossing it off um, and starting on a blank page. I have always been the person to have a planner rather than use like Google Calendar. Yeah. I, even in high school, in high, my high school, they supplied us with planners, but I never liked them. I always wanted like a cool planner. Yeah. So in high school, I became obsessed with this website called personalplanner.org. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I bought the most expensive planners like every year. And like, <laughs> I mean, it kept me motivated to use them. And like, it was personalized to like how I wanted it to be. But then this year I went to Target and I bought my planner. I bought a day designer for like $20. And let me tell you, it has changed my world completely. (laughs) I no longer need a $70 planner, which is fantastic. Yeah. And the way that the planner is structured is it has, I guess it has three days on one page. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then, so for for Monday through Friday, it has the day split into two Uh and half of it is like you can write down like everything you need to get done but then the other half of it is a to-do list that's smart and it has like boxes so you can check things off yeah I 
love it. Every day I'm like, what do I need to get done? And then I like, if something doesn't get done, it just gets moved to the next day. It's so, so great. And it has been such a game changer this year, especially. And I cannot, I never see myself buying another planner again. Yeah, that honestly, I have not bought my 2021 planner yet, but that sounds like a great thing to get. Um, So I might be going on a Target run after this, but- Day designer, (laughs) it's so great. I can send you the link. Please do, please do. Yeah, I'm the same way. I have to have everything written down. I mean, I like my Google calendar um, or like just the calendar on the phone because it sends you reminders, which are Mm -hmm. always great to have. But yeah, there is something if I- like again, in college, if I had an exam, a paper due, a project due, everything was written in the planner. Now with work, it's gotten a little different. I don't use my planner as much as I would like to, um, but I write out my everyday to-do list in my, my notebook for work. So I guess I consider that more of my planner, um, but I definitely think that I need to check out this daily planner because that sounds really cool and actually what I need (laughs) I use my google calendar to plan like a monthly basis so if so now I guess it's the week of January 11th so if something came up for next week or the week after it'd go right into the google calendar but when something comes up the week of it goes right into my planner because I always have my planner open on my desk yes yeah um so I know I don't always have my Google calendar open, but my planner is always open. Mm-hmm. Um, so ahead of time, things go into the Google calendar. My planner doesn't, my planner doesn't flip pages until it's the week of. Yes. Yep. So I Google <laughs> calendar ahead of time, planner week of. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So kind of tell me, what do you think the best part of your job is? And what do you think the worst or your least favorite part is? Yeah. Um, Oh, gosh, I, I'm very fortunate enough where I love my job. It's never like, I know some people who are like, oh, I have to go to my job. I have to get up. Blah, 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 blah. I get so excited to get up. I love working with the team that I have. Everybody is so amazing and supportive and just definitely some of the smartest people that I've ever worked with. Um, I think part of my, my favorite job and stuff that kind of like just little things throughout the day that kind of keep me motivated Um and like give me a reminder of like, okay, yeah, that's why I'm doing my job is just the response to our products that our users have, um, seeing their comments and their positive DMs that we get all the time, like about how different products change their lives or how they feel so much better using our products. Definitely, definitely um, just kind of put a smile on my face and like keep me motivated. And then having that direct interaction mm-hmm. with them, um, is something that I love to do and kind of sparking conversations and getting to to use images that they produce and then they get so excited when we use those images on our global pages um, and going from there and also kind of having this like creative aspect to the job as well. Um, PR, you kind of are always able to have that creative mind and that's why I think I love it so much is you have that strategy but you also have that creative um, side to it. So that's something that I love about my job. Um, I don't know, something that I, 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 I like all of, every part of my job. I guess one thing that I don't like that much, but you can't really change it, is I really wish that there are some points where are sometimes where we could go into the office. I have, because I'm down in DC um, and Amway is based in Ada, Michigan, which is right outside of Grand Rapids. Um, we have a lot of our team is in Ada. Um, or right outside of it. And then we have some people who are in California at the Amway offices over there. Um, And then we have one other team member who's in Chicago. But so we're kind of all over the place. So I have yet to meet everybody in person. Um, So that I guess is something I wish I could change, but I unfortunately I can't um, with everything going on. So I think connecting with those people in a per, in-person situation is something that I wish I could change, but obviously um, can't at the moment, but I think in the future, we'll definitely be able to, to meet. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that starting a job right now is so weird and so different than what it would be like normally, yeah. um, especially even having an internship this summer. Mm-hmm. I never got to meet my coworkers. So like I would see them every week on a Zoom. I'd hear their voice on phone calls, but I never really got to connect with them on like a more personal level I think yeah I think that that's kind of the weirdest part of working right now is that you 
lose like personal interactions. And I think that like, mm-hmm. it's like when you get on a Zoom call, you lose that. When you're in the office, you have that opportunity to just like chat and have like daily, like, hey, how are you? But when you get on a Zoom call, it's more like, let's get this done so we can get back to our other things. Yes, exactly. And I think that's something that's so hard for us and anybody that's entering the workforce now is you're not able to kind of be like, hey, do you want to go grab lunch or do you want to just go grab coffee and kind of just sit and chat and kind of get to know, um, get to know your coworkers on more than just like a work basis. Um, I'm really lucky we have had like happy hours with our coworkers. Um, there are a lot of times where it's just like our team and we'll chat for the first 10 minutes, just kind of getting to um, see how each other are. So that's been really great, but there is something that's just so special of kind of being able to have coffee in person or um, especially somebody who's starting a new career, like picking the minds of your coworkers and even people who are in different departments than you um, and seeing what they have to do. So hopefully that will change in the future. But for now, I think I'm I'm happy with uh, where I am, so. Yeah, I think my biggest thing right now for companies especially ones that are hiring right now is to find ways to continue that natural kind of conversation and that natural environment um because I think that so many people especially right post-grad especially people that are working remotely but then they're eventually going to be moving to that city or something like that it's kind of that opportunity to start making friends and getting to know people. And I think that that's something we're really missing out on right now. So yeah. I think that companies really need to consider how they're going to navigate that moving forward, especially just hiring May graduates, hiring now December graduates. Yeah. How are we going to navigate that field moving forward? Exactly. And I think that's something too, like if you're interviewing or in the interview process, like, I mean, at least I know I asked the question of like, how has your company kept a like warming and inviting atmosphere during COVID? How is your company culture changed or shifted because of COVID? Um, Kind of asking those questions and kind of getting to pick the minds of the interviewee. And sometimes um, if you have an interview with the HR person, they can only give you so much. Um, And then once you kind of get to meet the team, that you'll be working with, they can give you more insight onto that. But definitely ask those questions if you're in an interview process and like going forward, because that's really going to be, um, I mean, company culture, I think is so important to begin with. And then especially now. Um, so yeah. I think COVID has really changed the ball game for how many questions there are to ask. post. <laughs> I think that everyone's always told like, make sure to have questions prepared, but like especially now like there's so many things you can ask like you never want to be that person that doesn't have questions but like just like (laughs) consider COVID and then consider like how has this world changed because of COVID um what how have the how has the day-to-day shifted because of COVID how has the company shifted because of COVID there's so many ways to go now that there's like no excuse for not having questions exactly exactly and I know Throughout my experience, I was always told one of the most important questions that you've been asked is like, what does the onboarding process look like? Because you can tell a lot by like a company's culture and like how they treat their employees by like what their onboarding process looks like. So now it's like, okay, what does your onboarding process look like? But also what does your COVID process look like? Like, how did you respond to this? Like X, Y, and Z. Um, And I think that's almost more telling um, about a company's culture than obviously like what they're gonna tell you in the interview. But yeah, I think there were already questions to ask, but now there's like a bunch of more questions to ask. So interviews are going to be a lot longer than usual. (laughs) Right. Especially when you want to get your question, you want to get your old questions in, you want to get your new questions in. They want to tell you things. You want to tell them things. There's so much. So much. Be prepared. (laughs) Just be prepared, I think. Just be prepared. Yeah. Um, So now kind of the last question I have for you to wrap it all up is Mm -hmm. what is like the most, what is the best piece of advice you have either gotten or received or given the best piece of advice that you would give to someone in undergrad? Yeah. So two things. So the first one has come from multiple people and that is that 
internships are key, um, especially for public relations. So I, the first person to tell me this was my dad. Um, and I kind of was like, yeah, okay, whatever dad, like, all right. Um, but then through my experiences and through professors and just like older alum, um, from Grand Valley and just like in just people in the PR field in general, they're like, no, like your internships are going to be, um, going to play a big part in what you choose to go into in PR and kind of how um like what's your resume going to look like and so on and so forth so for myself I was able to have an internship for the two summers at a firm um, and then also at a nonprofit. so that definitely helped guide me to what I wanted to do post-grad I kind of fell in love like what what I said before the firm dynamic now I'm in corporate so it definitely didn't Go, but I kind of have now I have like the big three under my belt so definitely having those internships are going to guide you there's never too much like there's not too like you can't have too much experience mm -hmm. um so kind of going forward with that definitely if you're thinking about an internship or whatnot you're never too young I know a lot of people are like oh like usually your junior year start looking like no I mean you can start looking as a freshman I have brothers who are in college and like helping them find um, find internships is definitely something that I um, have been pushing for them. One is also going into the PR field. Um, so kind of helping guide him along. And then another thing that I would say to do is never say no. Um, obviously there are gonna be some things that are ridiculous and you can say no to just use your best judgment. But with PR, it's always, a constantly changing field. If someone asks you to write a press release for a client that you might not be too sure about, or maybe writing a social post that you might not be too sure about, um, don't say no because you're too scared that you're going to fail at it. You would, you need to say yes and kind of learn as you go. Ask those hard questions um, because that's always going to push you to be a better um, person in the field. You're going to be kind of known as this person that is ready to take on anything and is ready to grow. Um, it's really going to be impressive to your coworkers and you, your employers, and they can kind of know that you're the person that wants to grow and wants to add to their toolkit. Um, so that's something that I've always felt um, as I've kind of gotten into the field, um, always saying yes and kind of learning as you go um, has definitely been helpful. Obviously there, are, you gotta use your judgment and there are some things that obviously you can say no to. I'm not saying be a yes man, um, but when it comes to those skills, you might be a little scared because some things are scary and new, but, um, but yeah, I guess those are my two pieces of, of advice. Yeah, I definitely think that never saying no is such a great tidbit. I think that especially in maybe your first or your second internship or one of your first experiences, you may not really, you, you may not know what you're doing and that's okay. And you're, the people that hired you know that you don't really know what you're doing. That's why they yeah. hired you for an internship yeah. and they're going to be more than willing to help you and teach you. And the only way you're going to learn is by saying yes to new things and by trying them out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think those, and internships are always important and extracurricular activities are always important too. So experience is just as I think, in my opinion, is just as great as getting good grades in school and um, making those connections and networking is just as equally important. So yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Melissa, yeah, for being you. here and chatting with my audience. Yes, thank you. This was so much fun. I'm so glad that you that you reached out. I was very excited to come on. I was so excited to have you. I think that <laughs> talking to so many people in different fields, different industries, different experience levels has just been such a great experience. And I hope this was really valuable for my audience. Yes, I hope so as well. So thank you guys so much for listening. I will talk to you guys in the next episode.